0: Hi, this is Dean see here and this is the Tigers Tigers Blah 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 podcast with Luke Flanagan and Rich Walker. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to another episode of Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, with me, Luke Flanagan, and Rich Walkers here. All right? Rich. Down yeah, then, all right? Yeah, not so bad.
0: Long time, no talk.
1: Indeed. Well, I think we end up doing maybe two or three of these a month, but actually, I always find it more, like, if we've not spoken and then we've got more to talk about, It's it kind of just makes it less, I don't know, not like a job, but you, you get what I mean. It's more enjoyable yeah, do, if it's, yeah. like, yeah. intermittent. And plus, Definitely. when I was going back through some old uh, episodes of Amber Nectar, they didn't do one every week. So, um, obviously they did the fanzine, but the podcast wasn't the same, was it? It was like it was regular, but it wasn't ev- every single week. What the hell was that? It was James Fletcher I'm just loading up the, uh, <laughs> the highlights. <laughs> I Highlight. thought I'd heard that voice before, the lowlights. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, just a couple of... Things before we get going. Uh, obviously, big thanks to Danny Johnson, Hull City Ladies for our main sponsors. A big thank you to our patrons, our patrons, uh, which are Lewis Elliott, um, Danny Nicol, Ewan Jones, Adam Brown, Alex O'Neill, Micah San, Aaron Bell, Rich Fleming. All our patrons gratefully received. Still in it. I know, it. So I will not blame them if they just dropped off, to be fair. But anyway. Uh <laughs> we've also got Hardcore. Hardcore. Still get the hardcore. Um <laughs> Yeah, we've also got FanHub has actually launched um to the public. Which you're gonna check out later when I give you the code. <laughs> um but, Well now, now I understand that they don't
0: need a raft of personal information. That's it. Know, it's yeah. just an email yeah. and a username, that's then
1: a, yeah, I might check it out. Yeah. So uh, anyway, if if anyone's really interested in doing this and there's a few people on social media starting to post like the team predictions and stuff. Basically the, the the more people you get right from the team predictions that you do, the higher up the rankings you go and you ranked against fellow city fans and then against everybody as well. I think they're up to like two hundred members at the minute, but there was five hundred members on the waiting list. So it'll get pretty pretty big into next season, I would have thought, when we finally are able to get back in grounds, he said, fingers crossed. Um but it's fan of underscore football so you better check out on Twitter. Join up, and if you're de- desperate, uh, messages on the podcast, and I'll send you a code to get in. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to do it a little bit differently this week. Out, we're still going to do it this week in Hull City history towards the end. Yeah, uh, we're going to do that. We have both got one, um, but obviously, we—I've got a Grant McCann had his press conference today, didn't he, before the Wimbledon game? Did he did yeah, it he did? It was a,
0: a, a quiet one, wasn't it? You know,
1: yeah, not much. Didn't to, cause much reaction. Uh, afterwards Not much controversy. Not much said, no. really. Um, so, well, we'll play you it. Why don't you judge for yourself? We'll play you a few clips. There we go.
2: Well, look, I think in any season there's going to be ups and downs, highs and lows, peaks and troughs, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, I think Tuesday night was probably that where we nowhere near where we what we've shown this season. Uh, performance-wise, anyway, um, but we've we've reflected on it. You know, we've we've assessed it as a staff, and you know, we, we press the reset button, we go again and again. Another difficult game coming at the weekend. Well, consistency is key in any in any um, season. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of teams in this division um, searching for it. I think the top two have got the consistency at the minute in terms of Lincoln and Peterborough. They're the ones that's, that's found form at this present time. Um, and that's the reason why they're one and two in the division. Um, I think everyone else is searching for that. You know, um, I think we've got to we've got to reflect on where we are at this present time. We, we're in a position where we we want to be. You know, with with 15 games to go, we're we're in a healthy position. Of course, we could be better. Of course, we can. But I think everyone's striving for that. But if we if we reflect on where we are at this present time, we're in a good position. 15 games to go. You know we're coming into March. We're right in the thick of a of a promotion race, and um, you know we've got to take stock of what we're about, how we're going to go about these next fifteen games, and and stay calm and be and be very clear with 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 our objectives with within this building, and um, that that hasn't changed from day one. Well, it it doesn't concern me as much because you know we've got fifteen games left, and there's a long way to go. These these teams have got seventeen. Um, you know, nothing's won in March. You know, I have to I have to stress that to you. And I think people do jump the gun a lot and think, "Oh, well, that's it." Peterborough and Lincoln are the top two. Look, they may may well be. Uh, who knows? But we'll stay calm. We'll stay focused on our job. You know, those two are in the in the ascendancy. Those two are probably the favourites now. Of course, they are. Um, but we've got to focus on our our own job, and that's it. And we've got to stay calm. We've got to be focused. We've got to be clear in our thinking. And we've got to treat every game um, with the same respect that we, that we have from, from day one. I think any first goal in a game is important. I think the first goal is really important in a game. Um, when we've got it, we've been good. Um, I would say probably at home, when we've conceded, we've, we've struggled probably to break teams down a little bit. You know, we've, They've maybe dropped back into their shape, um, made it difficult for us. So sometimes you've got to give teams credit yes and no we can be better uh, and we and we have to but i think in those games we've we've created numerous opportunities to score and we probably just haven't taken them so in any game you win or lose there's there's, there's areas where you feel you can improve and it's no different you know for us against Ipswich where you know that we conceded early enough in the game but still had two big chances to go 2 one up in the first half and didn't take them performance wise we knew we knew we weren't Nowhere near where we can be, um, but that's a season for you. You know, there's there's going to be games where you you feel as if you're untouchable. Games where you need to dig a result out. Um, it's finding that balance. It's not easy, and and nothing is is given to you in football or life or anything. Um, we have no divine right to to win this division. We have no divine right to get promoted from this division. It's difficult. You know, you've seen the teams and that's been stuck in this division for three four years. Um, some big teams, some ex Premier League teams, but we're in a position where we've got a real good chance, and I think we need to stay calm. I think that's the clear message for us: is to stay calm. Uh, calm. There's going to be, again, there's still going to be some highs and lows as these 15 games go, um, but it's important that we all understand that we all want the same thing. You know, we all want to try and get out of this division, and if we can do it in this in this first year, then great. Um, if we don't, we'll do it the next year, but. Our focus is on now, you know, and the, and the next game, and that's what we're looking.
1: Okay. So you've heard that. Um, Rich, my good friend, I want you to start. <laughs> How did I know you would do that? I, when, well, whenever we used to have guests on, I used to do the intro um, and go, oh, I'm knackered now. Rich, second. Yeah. Same as it, man. Rich us out, son. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I always thought you did that because I was well read and well spoken. It
1: is that like, you can... It is that. <laughs> Took my own horn there. <laughs> it's a Scrubs reference, I it? not to toot my own horn, but. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> oh God, Scrubs references. I know. Um, yeah, makes change so th- from Simpsons once. I'm sure it really is, but anyway, our father Ted. I'm not one for like,
0: you know, speaking like against managers in, in you know, with a personal attack and what have you. Mm. Um, mm. I think what he said today has caused a bit of a stink, and for me, um, I kind of feel like it's justified in in some respects. Um, the thing with McManus uh, and a few people have said it now, and um, I've said it myself on Twitter and. The, the the thing that he's up against is that he has very, very low credit with City fans, little to none, mm. I would say, off the back of last season and, and the way that we're falling away this season. He just doesn't have a base of goodwill. So if you have anything like a poor result or a run of poor results like we are having, and then you add fuel to the fire mm. by mentioning in a press conference something that you shouldn't like, you know, if we don't go up this season, then there's always next season. Then people are gonna go a bit mental. And I understand what he's saying when he says that this league is a difficult one to get out of. Because you look at the likes of Sunderland and you look at the likes of Ipswich and, you know, it's gone Mm. it's gone even worse for other clubs that have, you know, recently been in the Premier League when they've they've fallen through the division. Was like Pompey? Long. Pompey, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or um, Bradford City was the other one that came to mind. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, amongst many others. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I appreciate what he's saying when he says that we don't have a God-given right to, to promotion. Mm. What rankles with me a bit, there's two things. He's, one is saying that we find ourselves in a good position to kick on and get to where we want to be. And yes, I would appreciate that that was the point if we were arriving at, what are we now, third. If we were arriving to third in the table at this point in the season and it was a season high, Mm -hmm. and you were saying, okay, we can kick on now and see if we can go any higher. But the fact is third is one of our lowest league positions of the season. Um, Or at least, you know, for a good while it has been. So we actually found ourselves for a lot of the season in the top two and, and looking, you know, not likely for automatic, but looking like we're putting ourselves in a position to be at this stage in the season, oh. we'll be competing for top one or two. But because we're now, what, five five wins in 17, is it? It's not... A, we're starting it, to, it isn't a good record. It starting, starting after, to fall away. After
1: the defeat... No, sorry. After the... Yeah, it was back in December where the run really started to go sour, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, a lot of people have pinpointed the Cup game and uh, the FA Cup third round as the one where it's kind of, a, the wheels are really starting to come off after that. Um, the Stevenage one. Yeah. So there's that he's talking about the position that we find ourselves in as being a good one. It's like, yes, it is if you take it in isolation, but when you bring it into the context of the season, it's, it's actually a, a fall for, you know, where we've been and the other thing is, and this is where I come on to the second thing that annoys mm. me, is that is pushing for third, is accepting third in League One good enough for us. Mm. And people might listen to that and think, well, you're a big-time Charlie. It's like, who, who the fuck do you think you are? You're, you're a whole city fan. Mm. And, you know, I know where we've come from. You know,
1: pre up until like two thousand and three. Well, when we when yeah. we both used to go together to the games at both it was yeah, yeah,
0: very little to shout about. But mm. the thing is, when you look at it, this period in in the club's history, we've we've kind of reestablished what what it is to be a Hull City fan, and 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 what Hull City is about, and it's all right. Alam's ambitions and what have you taken into account, for me we should still be looking to do a little bit better than accepting um, that we're, we're looking at making the playoffs behind the likes of Lincoln and Peter and it's no disrespect intended to Peter, it's plenty of disrespect intended to Lincoln. Yeah, well, fuck them. <laughs> I just, I don't think it's good enough. And, and McCann's done this a few times in press conferences and, and post-game interviews. And the one that, that springs out to mind, particularly is after the Cardiff game at the end of last season, yeah. when he compared us to Sheffield to United and said, you effectively, like, like, who do you think you are? You know, you're not that big. It, I mean, it happened to somebody, a, a club as, I'm paraphrasing, a club yeah. as big as Sheffield United, so who the whole city thinks well, are. And it's yeah. this constant... This constant kind of like downplaying of our ambitions and expectations. And to me, that's it's not good enough. And whether that's informed by his career experience of, of kind of scuffing about at, at clubs of smaller stature than ours, Ooh. I don't know. But it, we should be aiming for better than this. Let's not forget a, a year ago or a little. A little more than a year ago, he was he was talking about pushing on for top six in the championship. Yeah, it was a year, wasn't it? Yeah. And now he's mentioning next year in League One. Mm.
1: I don't, I don't know with this. It's just a bit. It's, it's almost like everything that happened at the end of last season, right? Because I mean, how we we did like two hour episodes and we just ranted, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. much. Sorry, I went off. On no, no, no. A no, as well. no it's, I mean, it's, it's what we need to talk about, really. I mean, it, as far as I'm concerned, the game, I'm not bothered about talking about the game. It's more the issues about where we are currently and the ambitions of the club and, and where we actually think we're going to be this season. <laughs> um, I'm not one to get all hysterical about it. And I'll and I tell you why, because a lot of it, I mean, I've seen some of the Twitter stuff today, and you're usually quite measured on Twitter. Um, you, you kind of have a balance of it, and that's what I kind of want this kind of discussion to be about. Because you can't... Yeah. You...
0: Well, I try not to kick off about things. I mean, that's why I didn't offer any immediate response today, because mm. it was just like...
1: It's just... The natural instinct is to fly off the handle, yeah. isn't it? I understand I that. at the end of last season, it was quite vociferous, and we, we were both like, this is, this is a fucking joke. What's going on at our club? It's a disgrace, you know mm. and I think a lot of people are still of that opinion, um but after we had a break, I still think it's a disgrace that we find ourselves in this division oh, i i mean I do, but you, there's only so long you can dwell on that and go, right well, we've got to yeah. get out of it at now yeah. yeah um, I think at the beginning of the season it was it was kind of still there with me, but after the good start, I was willing to give give McCann kind of the backing. And even if I wasn't a hundred percent convinced that he should still be in the job because I know a lot of people have said this on Twitter that um many managers, nine nine out of ten managers, would have probably been sacked at half time at the Wigan defeat. Um mm. that I mean that was a big thing, wasn't it? That the the eight the eight nil um even beating them five nil at their place wasn't really it was it was satisfying to watch, but it it still didn't quite heal the wound, did it for me? I don't know. No, and I I think any scoreline wouldn't have. And we could have beaten them. Could have beaten them ten nil, and we probably could have done on the night. To be fair, because they were shit, but they yeah. have had an upturn in form recently. And it, I I understand what McCann is trying to say. I'm not going to be defending McCann because I, I had a couple of people text me. Who, um. Who I just know through, just they listen to the podcast, and I know they are sort of thing, and they said, "Oh, well, you're going to defend McCann this week." And I, I, <laughs> is that what we are? No, <laughs> no, no, not no. they don't mean you; they mean me because of the stuff
0: that I. Yeah, that no, I, well, I meant I meant both of us because I know. I mean, I've spoken up for him on occasion this well, season. Well, I have. That's because I don't believe that
1: he's he's got everything wrong this. I season. think he's got a lot of things right this season. I think he's he's worked with. I mean, obviously. Less said about the owners, the better. But the ways where to get good players for this division and got them ticking in in some respects is is admirable to see. Again, you know, we shouldn't be in this position in the first place, but we are, so we have to get on with it, don't we? Um, Yeah. The thing that really wrangles me is... um, It's almost like whatever McCann would say, people would jump on it. I don't... Right. I I listened to all that the press conference today because obviously we we talked mm-hmm. about it earlier today before we did this, and there wasn't an awful lot where I was just like, you know, when it, you were talking about the, the the reception that it got on Twitter because there were lots of people flying off the handle, weren't they? There wasn't yeah. an awful lot in there aside from the fact that, I mean, when he talked about into next season. People saw that as like, almost like the straw that broke the camel's back. But what, he's just trying to, I don't know if he's either just trying to play down the chances, take the pressure off the players. I mean, I don't, I'm not a football manager, so I, I'm not at, at his level. I don't know how he man-manages people at some points this season. He's been an excellent man-manager because we hadn't scored for ages. And then we went away to Wigan and scored five. And he'd said at the time, I took the front three in my office, told them how good they were. You know, man management, and that, and you know, for the next two games, we scored but, eight goals in three games. But then, at
0: halftime, but then by contrast, there have also been instances where he's, he's
1: um, managed individuals quite that's poorly. That's what I mean. It, it, he's done lots of things right this season, but there has been other things. But I just think it's magnified the the, the things that every manager does things wrong, don't they? And they have they have they have, they have yeah. good things about them as well. I think overall this season he's done more good things than bad, but I just think that bad has really amplified because of the situation of last year and that people are so desperate to see him out because people have him and Alam kind of married together and they just think that. I mean, I got, I tweeted out earlier on the account, I might read some of these, I don't know what you think about this. Um, I'd said, because you said to me it made me laugh where I said are we going to record tonight and he said oh why bother we can wait till next season like Grant and uh, I thought it was really funny so I I tweeted it on a podcast account and then underneath I put in all seriousness should be recording tonight uh, happy to take any thoughts from any City fans half full or half empty because I do think when I've because obviously there's lots of other um, outlets for City news and podcasts at the minute um, and some of them are very clear in their message that they're not happy with the leadership of the club I'm just trying to put it as diplomatically as possible without trying to annoy anybody (laughs) but but yeah well done (laughs) well done it's not to say I don't agree with certain sentiments of things but I do think you have to try and be measured and and go right well this has annoyed me about him but then you do have to say oh well there are other things that you know, we look at the position we're in. It may not be good enough, but it's we've still got a, we're still within a chance of getting straight back up and he'd right the wrong of last season. Listen to some of these, right? Mm. So, Adam Brown, who's one of our patrons, said it's just all a bit grim. Whichever way you look at things, whichever way your feelings are towards the manager and the club, the toxic atmosphere is just saddening. Every weekend, I dread what's going to happen. That shouldn't be what football's about. So, it, yeah, I saw that. I thought that. I, I... I, I, I thought it was quite um, measured, and it's more about the yes. the hysteria and like barking at the moon sort of thing howling at the moon that <laughs> that lots of people end up doing, and again we've said this before, but it's because we can't go to games and we have no outlet do we to to kind of
0: no.
1: show our frustrations can't get it. Rid of it. um Rich Hasted says Tuesday night with a place showing signs of nervousness, maybe a bit of pressure is getting to them and that's what it was seen in poor passing. He looked like we can finish top four, uh, is the best we can do, and I would be disappointed with that. We should be top two. Um, and then he's put, actually, I'll correct my own mistake. He looks like we can finish in the playoff places, three to six, is now the best we can do, and I would be disappointed with that. Also, I follow. Our figures released to show how many are watching. It would be nice to know. Now, the only time... That was something I was just wanting to, to touch on briefly. When we played Lincoln... Lincoln released the stream numbers for iFollow, didn't they? Yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on this? Because I have my own, but... I, I, w- I would like to know, but I think the reason that they're not t- telling people is because it's low. I think that also, and I think a lot of it is down to the fact that people just don't want to put money into the club, but also that people probably mm-hmm. can. Because if you still, if you are in a position where, obviously, some people are still on fellow, but it won't be any position yeah. where it's going to be near to the like, top of your wages. And a lot of people, have, have unfo- we know people who unfortunately have lost jobs because of the impact of everything with COVID. Yeah. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. All you have to do, and I know you're not a member of any, but when I look at the city forums, a lot of the city forums, one person has bought the stream and then 500 people watch it when they then stream it mm. through Facebook. So it's not like 20,000 people are not watching because they are. It's just that's how many people pay
0: it's not the kind. That's what either. I mean.
1: So I, I, it would be interesting to know, but I do think the reason that they never publish them is because they're probably not that promising. Um, yeah, Stu Wallace is a good lad. Is Stu. He says blind loyalty. If you try and back the team and don't hate the manager, that's what he's he's meaning. That people are accusing him of blind loyalty. He's very positive about City on Twitter, and he's one of the people that. I don't know. I, it makes me think about how many people are negative. But the other thing is, what does it achieve? Because it, you may make yourself feel better a little bit. But the, the thing about it is, this is. But you don't. That's the, the thing. You don't make yourself feel better. That's what I mean. And the, the other thing is, like, so how many times have I seen the hashtag McCann out, right? But if he didn't go at the end of last season, the only way he's going to go is if he chooses to walk away himself. Am I wrong in that? He's never going to be sacked, is he? Well unless we got relegated. We
0: were speaking to, to Harry Hainstock, weren't we, in the yes. week about mm. it. And he he kind of asked, you know, what do we think it will take for him mm. to go? And I think the only answer that at least I could give was that we would need to be looking at slipping out of this league and into mm. league two. Even then I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't
1: think I I, I think they have a good enough relationship, them two, where McCann says, I want these players. And he goes, all right, I'll give you these, these and these. This is our budget, blah, blah. And actually, they've recruited well. There's no denying that this year, I know we should have another striker. That's by the by, really. It depends what mood we're in. We could score five, six, probably on a day where we're really firing against a poor side where we get to press them. But when we're pressed ourselves... We can't be the same team, can we? And what it was on Tuesday again? I said I wasn't really going to talk about the game, but in a strong no, but it's part of the contest, in a strong wind, it? we were playing balls up to McGuinness, who was double marked. Yeah, what are you doing? And, and Ipswich were, I thought, really, really good on the second they were very organised. Well. That's the most impressed I've been with Ipswich. And actually, my mate Hayden, um, who was most critical of his own team when we went there and beat them 3-1 again. Oh, I remember. So he was like, yeah, yeah judge remember. is awful, judge is crap. Manuel has a great game against us, of course he does. You know, all that sort of stuff. And he was like, he texted me <laughs> when the teams came out and said, we are getting beat. <laughs> and I say, he said, we are unchanged, we are getting beat. And then I texted him and said, I wouldn't be so sure from the start that I've seen. Then they go and score. And he put, we look handy, but we'll still lose. And it was interesting because at the game I was talking to, um, Ipswich reporters, and they were saying there was a lot of um, comparisons between ourselves and Ipswich, as in like Colu, who's been in the Premier League, a big fan base, and a cl- and a fan base where probably the vast majority of them are massively unhappy with their with their manager and the ownership. Um, they'll be a lot happier. They will today. be a lot happier tonight. was what I was going to come on to So I think they they're getting new owners, <laughs> and I think the first.
0: New owners and the first talk.
1: thing they're going to do is get rid of Lambert. Um Because a lot of yeah. people, are, which even if they won, they still were really anti-Lambert. I thought that was a, just a bit of an interesting thing. But how much of a different game was that when we're at home? And I saw the statistics earlier. We've scored massive amounts of goals away from home, but we can't score at home. Which is home. A, it's the third worst in the league or something. Mm. Um
0: I think that's that. It's down to the. Way I think the
1: set it's up. it's it's
0: going um, right. They're always partially. going
1: to play a similar style of system. Um, we need to sit deep or we need to press them. I think City don't like being pressed at all. When you have two strikers up top,
0: but we also we also don't like having a lot of the ball. I, we're, I think look, we're a more effective team. When I do we think we're much it. more. We're of a we're, we're asked to play on the counter.
1: It's like Wigan had the ball. They couldn't do a fuck call with it. As soon as we nicked it, we went up the we other end and scored, didn't we? Um, when we have yeah. less possession, we do very well in games. Except the second Except half. Except the second half at Donny. I mean, I, d- I don't really <laughs> want to talk about that, to be honest. That's still a painful memory. Uh, um, oh, God, it was awful. Yeah, it man. was, wasn't it? I mean, the other thing... I mean, there was a few few more. I'll...
3: The,
0: I mean, the, the other thing about... Um, just Sorry. Before we move off, the fact that we've only scored 15 goals is... <laughs> we've had plenty of games, and Tuesday night was... was no exception, despite having no shots mm. on target, we had some great chances. And that's
1: something that you can't really use as a stick to beat. No, manager is, with either. he was right like, about that. We have great chances. We've just looked bloody awful trying to finish them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Keen Lewis-Potter gets that chance in the first half and mm. somehow manages to put it mm. wide. That's not the manager's no. fault. And there have been there have been plenty of games like that where players
1: have found... How the many, how many times have Jason Greaves been like five yards out with a header and ended up hitting it wide yeah, and stuff. And it's yeah. it's all in experience. If... players, you know, we can't go too heavily on them. Not in my eyes. I don't know. There are some players in there, like if McGinnis misses a sitter or whatever, I think people would jump on his I back don't... more and they would KLP. And that's
0: experience for me doesn't doesn't play a huge part in an inability to finish from five yards. It might do if you're given maybe time yeah. you know to think and the pressure of a situation gets to you but when it comes to you reactively and you've got like a split second to act on it how much does that have a have a role I mean, you know the thing is with with a player like Jacob Greaves and a player like Lewis Potter they're in the team because they're good mm-hmm. enough to play and and they've proved that um i mean Jacob Greaves particularly because he's beaten out um a More senior centre back in Jordi mm. DeVice, who Jacob Greaves is so handily put out of the first mm. team picture that he's no longer with yeah. the club. So he's, he's good enough, he just has to start cashing on that on chances like that. And, and he's not alone. I mean, you know, Wilkes again, you know, you would have an argument say he's a younger player, so well, right, yeah, he's, he's, if he's, that's your he's, point, he's and 20, I, and I think there's some validity he's to it, but he's, he's been around the block. Not, I mean, what I'm saying is it's not. Yeah, the the relative inexperience in in situations like that, I don't think is as much mm. of an issue as it might be, say, like on Tuesday night when we find ourselves one nil down and we're not creating no. chances. So that's when I think you miss that little bit of experience, and maybe that's when you you miss your Richie Small. I think, and, and I mean, I've said, this, like I've said
1: this, I've said this to begin with. You know, a lot of people saying, "Oh, Small would need to rest. Small would needs to be dropped." We have a poorer side without him, in my eyes. Yeah, he did. He um not long before last games, but, but I, mean, I think we
0: we miss his presence on the
1: pitch. I think. Yeah, it,
0: well, the thing with him is he gives us an he gives us an order, and he he
1: nicks it and he, passes it sideways. He doesn't try anything too stupid. Yeah, when he was trying things too stupid, See. he was giving the ball away, which is why people were criticizing it. Yeah, just. But then he. he
0: because he's so disciplined mm. in his positioning, he allows Doherty and Honeyman exactly. to go and and play. And I think, what, the... and, and we've seen when they're, their um natural um, tendencies to go and you know box to box, or like Honey money likes to go and roam and kind of play in in the spaces. <laughs> when they're not able to do that, oh, right. the worst
1: thing for it, like for Tuesday example, night, Tuesday you night, Doctine Docher- was the holder and then there was Crowley and, and yeah. Honeyman in midfield. But I, as much as, yeah, as I still do not think Crowley fits into that system, if, you, if you're going to yeah. play him, you need to play yeah. him somewhere else. Because I, to me, he looks like a lost midfielder. It's almost like he doesn't... Because he's that starved of the ball. He's, he's, he's dropping so this, so deep. The... He's, he needs to be further forward to affect the play. And, and... There's
0: two things for me with Crowley. When you play him, he wants to be yes. a number ten, so you don't want him as an eight, and you don't want him. I mean, he, he's not likely to play no, as a six, no, no. so you know. But he wants to be a number ten. But the thing is, when he does play number ten, at least to my eye, he needs more touches on the ball, and he wants to have more time on it. I and think Holman I think distribution situation. and
1: and the way he passes it and gets it forward is a lot quicker, more effective. He's a lot quick. He's a lot quicker to get on yeah. the front foot. I think. Than,
0: than Crowley. And I think that's more effective for us, being that we are a team that on What plays is Crowley's position? Well, I think he's a 10. I just don't think he's a no, 10. No, I, I agree. I
1: think he plays better in a different system. I just think, it, it, given the choice, I, I'd take... I mean, I know Crowley's... He looks great on the ball a lot of the time. He's, he obviously... Is, he's, there's, a, there's a good touch about him and stuff. But I just think I would... all. I would would always pick Honeyman because even just for some of the set pieces Honeyman still puts in even if he's not having a brilliant game that one against, I've forgotten who it Hmm. was um, who we were playing when we lost MK Dons, there's not many games we've lost (laughs) MK Dons, (laughs) that one where Greaves headed wide but the delivery of that set piece was outstanding and uh, I would always have him in there because I just think he suits the way we play a lot better, that's not to say that Crowley's an awful footballer because he's not I just think we we look more disorganized and more vulnerable with him in the side we ju- we just look like we're we're going to concede but then never score
0: mm. I think the thing with with Crowley is he probably would suit a team who likes to keep possession and, take and that's the not our strength is it we- no, and it, it never has no, been. Run he he plays a
1: counter-attacking football, which is what explains why we've done so well away from home this season. Yeah, that could be one um, reason for it. Yeah, it's that teams teams are coming to the setting team. up camp and going break his down, lads, because no. you were, and most yeah. of the time we don't. Do we? Yeah. Um, there's, a no. there's a couple of other tweets. A couple of other tweets when we uh, get past looking... your point,
0: but yeah, right. carry on. I was just going to um, say, just very quickly, you look at. Um, the the last last three months of the season, I guess, we've had two patches where you could say we've been really poor, kind of, you know, from the Oxford game in December up until Charlton, up, yeah, January second yeah. when we beat Charlton, you know, uh, drew at Oxford and then mm. lost the next three. And then we kind of picked it up with a win against Charlton. Up until we, it was Swindon. Swindon. Swindon let's include it. the game against was, Swindon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's include the game against Swindon, where we have only lost one in seven games. And all right, it was a bad defeat away to Accrington, especially coming off the back of a brilliant and you know, a good Portsmouth. win
1: at Accrington at home as well. But it's,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, but it's a yeah. respectable enough run. You know, we've got four wins, mm-hmm. two draws, and a defeat mm-hmm. out of seven games. That's yeah. pretty decent. Uh, it's it's not well beaten but it's decent and then it's from it, it, Burton Albion away up until now it's not it's not been a particularly great run but I was having a um, discussion with somebody on Twitter and uh, it was a few weeks ago now so you'll have to forgive me for, but I've forgotten the username but they've made the point that if you look back uh, 2004 to five, Excuse me. Uh, Two thousand four to five, there was a run of games um, under Peter Taylor where we was around about the same time, wasn't it? Or didn't win. Yeah, yeah, didn't win so many in seven. Um, and what we were able—it was just after we lost Stuart Elliott to uh, yeah. Fractured cheekbone uh, from F.E. Sodji—and yeah. we went on a poor run. But what we were able to do then to bring us out of it was we were able to go and sign <laughs> somebody
1: of the the calibre of Craig yeah, Fagan from Colchester <laughs> and.
0: Yeah, we're not able to do that this year. And all right, people might say, "Well, we should have signed a strike. It's all right Zang saying
1: right. it now, but we can't.
0: Yeah, we probably can't. We? we probably should have done, but no. And finances are different. But the the point that I'm trying to make is that good teams do go through poor mm. poor spells. What we need to do now is respond these next three games: Wimbledon, Rochdale, Bristol Rovers. They're key, and then they will set us up going into um, a couple of really difficult fixtures against Peterborough and Oxford. We have to take maximum points with yeah, this next three. If we're going to say we're still a good side, we've still mm. got the ambition of, of reaching that top two, we have to start putting poor teams to bed and then, you know, do ourselves a favour by taking points off, off the teams that are in the top two and
1: like Oxford, where they're coming up on the yeah, rails. Yeah, they as are playoffs. as well, aren't they? they really put a run together. They were struggling, mm. weren't they, massively, till they played us, shockingly, yeah. and then they've gone on a good run since then. <laughs> <laughs> it must be something about City. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. there was just a few others, um, a few other comments that people had. There's about five or six. I'll just read out. John Smith says, two words for you chaps, McCann out. <laughs> Rob Lambert says, <laughs> a... yeah. Tell him yeah, what you really think. Don't John. Be right, just get off that fence Johnny. <laughs> Rob Lambert says. <laughs> Again, he's
0: yeah, entitled to that yeah. opinion. It's and, not one I agree and, with. And, and, sorry, and I was but... saying to you, and I said, I said to Harry in, in the week as well, that if I were to put it diplomatically, I would prefer that he wasn't the manager. Yeah, but take yeah. take from that what you want. I know. But I know. I mean,
1: I, I get so... what you're saying, but there's other there's there's too many other factors to to.
0: I don't what what I mean when I in say in an that ideal I world, not the manager. You would say. I don't think it's He's like yeah, I don't think it's possible that no. that he either is sacked or he resigns yeah. at this point. So I prefer that he is not the manager, but in a realistic world, he he is. So it's like, come on, let's get some bloody nice. results
1: pragmatism for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah,
1: that's what I'm trying to be at the end of the day. Because it's yeah. just like, if, yeah. if he was sacked, who would take over? Cliff Byrne? <laughs> in the meantime, until we got somebody um, else. It's usually Billy, yeah, we'd have Billy Russell, him, isn't back it? In, yeah. Get Billy Russell in. 100%, 100% record, would <laughs> Rob Lambert asks, Rich, apart from a new management team and the owner... <laughs> What is the one thing you change for the running?
3: Uh, that's
0: it's a good question.
1: It is a good question.
0: I don't honestly know
1: if I'm... I mean. I mean, maybe it's it's to do with um, players you would play, maybe or approaches to games, or yeah, because <sighs> I mean, I mean, you know, everybody wants you to see say... you. You should probably answer first. I think you'd be better off.
0: Answering first and then I'll go off you because I don't I mean I wouldn't it seems odd but I wouldn't change a great deal personnel wise uh,
1: I wouldn't I'll tell you what I would do um, if Smallwood is out for the season which I'm not sure if it's the full season but he's out for a while I don't think he's had to have yeah, surgery he might get back for the end mm. um, I wouldn't want to rush him because that would ruin it for next season um, wherever we are uh, but I mean, I think Alfie Jones, he was trying to ease him in. And I, rem- I remember at the end of the Ipswich game, he'd said, I didn't really want to have to use Alfie today um, because he's coming back from injury. That was the reason that he'd not played him and he'd played Crowley. But it obviously wasn't working, was it? Um, I think if we're going to go forward and actually change something, I would want Emmanuel at right back. Um, I don't think he was he was brilliant on... Tuesday, but then who was? He struggled,
0: Um, didn't
1: he? He did did struggle, but I think it's—I think that's understandable. If he's been out six or seven games, Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just over the season, I think he's been one of the better players of the whole season. If you don't count the last six games or so when he's not really played, he was outstanding for a lot of the main part, the first part of the season, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, So I'd, I'd let him get his rhythm back. I'd have Alfie Jones sitting. And I think Doherty has been one of our players that everything's kind of gone through, but we always the squad seems to be looking at Doherty now because he scored a good goal against Lincoln and he'd <laughs> sco- he scored against, against uh, Swindon as well, didn't he? And it's just like people are looking to him to make things happen. It can't always be like that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think you need to have Wilkes-Lewis-Potter finding the form. Against, obviously, on the on the night, they can do it. On the day, they can do it, but... I just think dropping, like changing the midfield a little bit after that was not the right decision in my eyes. I think we need, we need. To, he should know by now his best team, injury permitting. Mm-hmm. Um, and my worry is, at the minute, that Eves coming back into that is going to throw even more problems into it. Um, we all know Eves is somebody who's struggled um, in front of goal for us. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. I'd love to be proved wrong. Um, yeah. The amount of times I've said, you know, stuck up for Tom Eaves or whatever, it doesn't make it any less frustrating for me when he doesn't fucking score in chances. But um, I'd love it if he turns around and do the old Kevin Keegan thing and everything. But I, I, I think he needs to be more consistent with his team approach. And if there's no changes needed, don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you need that's if you're gonna if you're gonna be wedded to four three three, you're gonna be wedded to this, gonna be ready to that. Stop bringing Crowley in and upsetting everything. <laughs> Either that, or play him on a wing. Which, yeah. probably, I mean, he's probably an option. I don't think he's the best player to play on the wing. He's like I said, know. he's a ten. So, but I think he's if he's if you looking at wingers, he'd be fourth choice mm. for me. Um, but I mean, I, I just think he, yeah. I, I, I think you need Alfie Jones in there. And the other thing is, um, Callum Jones, if he's back fit soon, I think he'd be an option to to play that same role. Mm-hmm. But he has been out for so long, I would, you know, maybe it would take him a little bit of time to get back up to speed. I don't know if he's played any 23s games. Um, obviously, he should be playing them for fitness if he has. But um, I think the one thing I would change is a little bit more consistency with team selection rather than, I know we've deal Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and you're supposed to be, you know, rotating your squad and stuff, but I think it actually hinders us. I don't know about you. Um I feel like I've talked yeah. for ages. <laughs> yeah, I mean at
0: at times this season I think he's he's almost relied too much on the same players without, you know, and then when the time has come to make changes, he's had to make too many. Mm. Um No, it's a difficult one, and that's one of the things where the criticism of, of McCann sometimes and I know um one of the criticisms that has been levelled at him hasn't been in his team selection and stuff because I think quite often people agree with, you know, the players that have been selected, maybe other than Emmanuel recently. Yeah. Um it's a difficult one to answer. I don't honestly know what I would change. Mm.
1: Um, the results.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um just
1: just hope that your forwards can take a few more opportunities, I guess. That's it. Um, I mean, Ant Northgraves was one, because obviously he runs to Hull and Back, mm-hmm. um, and he's put, we've got one of, if not the best squad in the league. I saw that, and what, just before you go on, yep. is our squad really that good? I don't know if it is, this was one thing you I was going to say, I think, I, think it's a decent, I think it's decent, but who have we got on the bench to bring on to change yeah, the game? that's it, difference makers on the bench, how
0: many do we really have? And Jim- who are we turning to? <laughs> When we needed a goal on
1: Tuesday night. James Scott in the 90th minute. Yeah, and that was only a sub that was made through necessity. It was. That was the other, another thing that kind of... Conf- but, I mean, I kind of understood why McCann didn't bring anyone else on. He made the change at half-time, didn't he? Yeah, because he
0: had his best players on the pitch.
1: Exactly. So there's nobody, nobody there to go, right, get him in the mixer.
2: Ha, say what yeah. it does. Yeah.
0: Have we overrated the depth of our squad? That's something that I've been um, talking about that with uh, my uncle and the rest mm. of my family recently. Have
1: we overrated the the depth of our squad? And, I think and... I think there's a shout to say that yes. I think it's a good squad, but I don't think it's deep enough. Certainly up front for different yeah, you're choices. Pro- you're probably looking at um, like your first fourteen or fifteen players being very very good
0: for this level, and then what do you have beyond that? Yeah, Um, you've got players that are looking to establish themselves and and things like that. But that was that was just one thing. Um, Obviously, could be completely way off on that. But that was just one kind of line of thought that I've been coming around to recently. Mm.
1: But I mean, obviously, it's all all opinions, isn't it? You're entitled Mm -hmm. to them all. But he I don't he, even know if it is one that I really hold. It's just one no, that's I, like a thought that's kind of mulling over. I think, I think there's, a, there's a bit of doubt creeping in at this stage of the season whether the squad is deep enough to, to do what yeah. we want it to do. I think it's is probably, I would agree with you on that point. But he said he's been generously backed in the summer um, after a torrid season where he should have been sacked anyway. Um, and then he has the audacity to pretty much say, well, there's next year. Um, Guy's, clu- <laughs> Guy's clueless, his position has become untenable. And that's the sort of thing that I then think that yes, I mean, you you are entitled to do that. And McCann said himself, "Look, fans pay the money; they can say what they want." Mm-hmm. But um, McCann's very, you know, one one track minded, where he'll just if he gets any. This is the, the the difference. And there was a bit that Baz Cooper had done in the in the Old Daily Mail a couple of weeks ago, which was basically saying to City fans, "Look, stop tweeting horrible shit to him." There is a difference between <laughs> criticism and abuse, isn't there? Mm. But I think the issue with McCann, and this isn't me having a go at McCann necessarily, but I think if there is any negativity, he blocks it out. Um, even if it's... If, if it would a be... lot of sportsmen do that, though. I know they do. This, this, again, this isn't, this isn't me having a go at him. I understand why he would do that. That's uh, not me defending him either. That's just me playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, aren't we all like that in some respects? If you don't like something that someone said, you would you just go well mute that or just get rid yeah. of it? Yeah, because if I you would. if you think that you're the best man for the job, which he clearly does, why would you listen to what yeah you know, Luke or Rich from all say? Why would you care <laughs> what that what they do? do? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it'd be like well that's their opinion, they can have it, but I don't want to see it because it would bring me down. I think I want to be surrounded by the positivity. And the, the, again, this is not necessarily me saying that he's right to do that, but I think lots of people, if you're that sure about what you think, and obviously Ant is not alone in thinking what he thinks, but he's not going to. no one's going to change Ant's mind that he wants McCann out. No. But no one's going to change McCann's mind that he's the best man for the job. Mm-hmm. So it's just people being stubborn, isn't it? And I, I just uh, I, I think that people going, oh well, we need to get rid of him, or we need this, or we need that. Is it's it's fine to have a a, a channel to air those opinions, but I just don't think a lot of it is constructive. And I think one thing that's going to be suffering is 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 the squad. I think even if you can't force yourself to get behind McCann because of all his faults, which I'm not saying is faultless, by the way, but <laughs> I think there's a difference between backing the manager, but not necessarily having to back the manager, but still backing the team and actually, you know, going, right, come on, City. Because the other thing is that's completely ruined it and that it's probably kept McCann the job longer than he maybe would have been, is the lack of fans at the k Yeah, there's nobody to give him that lift when they need it. Exactly. Or, you know, I mean, can you imagine... after? Because, I mean, Burns is... I mean, again... Not necessarily necessarily a big fan of Radio Umberside or or anything like that, but he said, Oh, I reckon
0: you appear on it every week.
1: Uh, I mean the <laughs> I mean I mean the <laughs> He didn't even let me finish. Please let me finish uh, please. <laughs> please <laughs> The way that Bernsey Oh go on, the way go that, on just the way that just Bernsey does your chin. it I know. The way that he does it because a lot of that again goes out and goes back to last season because he really struck a nerve didn't he last season in the hierarchy yeah. and, and obviously when he'd said I think he said on, on Tuesday night if fans had been here Grant they'd have booed you off mm-hmm. um and I, I do tend to I don't always agree with everything but I did agree with him there. I think there would have been a massive negative reaction if if you had fifteen thousand I mean I've been very very optimistic there, fifteen thousand City <laughs> fans watching yeah. that because it was a, it was an awful game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was dreadful. Yeah, um, they wouldn't be best pleased, would they? Uh, I dare say not. So you can imagine there was an awful lot of booze. I mean, it's not the people boo at half time and full time, don't they? It's more out of frustration than anything actually wanting to happen. But I do think that if we'd have, particularly at the end of last season, if there would have been crowds in there, <sighs> yeah. toxic is not the word, is it? I don't have, anyway. There's a couple of others on here. Um, Daz Norton says, he's a puppet, all part of the master plan. Another year in League One means we can continue paying League One wages. <laughs> to which Chris Gray says, is he or is he just doing the best he can in the circumstances? So obviously you've got two on the each end of it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to take sides on this because you're never going to conf- like convince people that, they're either wrong or you should think about somebody else's opinion because you're free to form your own, aren't you? Yeah. But the, pup- I th- I mean, the puppet thing is a bit, I don't know, I understand what it's he's trying dramatic. to say, but I think it's a little bit far. I think I'd, I'd tend to agree with Chris more where he says, is he trying to do the best he can in the circumstances? I think he's got lots of things wrong, but I do also, like we said earlier, I think he's got lots of things right. But he's the- done some things well and he's done some...
0: Yeah, but I mean I know he says judge, judge him at the end of the season, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, you said that last season." I know. Well, I, it's, I think I think it was
1: unfortunate that he used the same word in his last season. I don't think yeah. he helped himself there.
0: Yeah, the 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 thing is, we will not know. <laughs> it's an obvious statement, but we will not know. Um, how successful this season is until the end of it, mm. and and that stands whether McCann goes as manager before kickoff tomorrow, and we bring somebody else in. This season will only be a success regardless of who manage, who the manager is. If we go back up, because mm. another year in this league is is a failure.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the
0: I know that's an obvious statement. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, I get you. We're always going to have to judge him on the the, the end of the season, is what I'm trying to say. It's yes. always going to be the case that the the this season's out uh, you know that how we will view this season is not known until the end of the season because we can't be promoted in uh, you know yeah. we can't be promoted in March and said, we can't
1: miss out on the playoffs. Yeah he in, said he in, said didn't he nothing's run in March. It is right, but yeah. you can be in better positions than you, you maybe yeah, are. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So you know he said it himself, there's plenty of football to go, but the disappointing thing, and it's like I said at the start, mm. we were in a, a far better position than than we are now. Um, that's, that's the really annoying thing. Yeah. And, and the fact that we seem to be accepting of the position that we're in. And that was the same last season as well, mm. that we were accepting and not saying, OK, there's issues that we need to address. It's like, this is all OK. Mm. And it's kind of like, you know where we are is acceptable and it's about what we do next. And all right, again, he makes a point. That's a fair enough point. It's not about what's happened. It's about where we go next and how we address that. Mm. But you also have to say, and and I think there comes a time where you have to make people accountable for poor performances or things like that and say to them, this is not good enough. Mm. Five wins in 17 is not good enough and we're going to address it. It's not like Well, we put that behind us and we'll address it. It's like, well, you need to know where you're coming from if you're going to start moving forward. So where we've been last 17 games is not good enough. Mm. And that's the type of talk that you want to hear. It's not like, well, you know, it's a long season and blah, blah. It's not good enough.
1: (laughs) Do you think Steve Bruce had said that or do you think he just said we dust ourselves down?
0: I don't know what he wouldn't he wouldn't have said. You know, that we can't, we can't put words in in somebody else's mouth. Mm. But I think sometimes what fans want to hear and what frustrates them sometimes is that there seems to be a lack of accountability.
1: Or that oh well we've 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 talked about that. Move on now. And it's like, well, we're still pissed off about paying to watch yeah, that. Yeah, so even <laughs> even if he just paid lip service to people and went, you know I understand it wasn't good enough and you know, we're yeah, we apologize to the fact that yeah, whatever we're doing what we can to address it. I think, it's like yeah. we're going to we're
0: gonna pick the bones out of that. Mm. And you know, we'll look at it and we'll learn our lessons and we will make sure that we come back to the standards that we expect and that you expect of us. Mm. Just just throw us a freaking bone. <laughs>
1: yeah. I do I do think and the last thing on this before we go on to our uh, this week in Hull City History, um like at the end of the uh, at the end of the Ipswich game, he'd said, Oh well, I think we had enough chances to win the game it wasn't he didn't the first thing he said that should have been was like, yeah, look, to... that wasn't good enough <laughs> like that wasn't good enough. That's what he should have said you know we we were we were off it tonight um I didn't get this right I didn't get that right it's I think the fans are more likely to soften a little bit when they it when would, they yeah. recognize what the manager's saying if they if the manager says something like." yeah, I didn't want to have to play Alfie Jones, but I think we got it wrong in the first half and we did better in the second, but it still wasn't good enough. So. And, yeah. and they go, yeah, yeah, fair enough, because that's what I think, and it's not good enough. At if least it, he's admitting yeah. it. You know what I mean?
0: If what you're seeing is reflected in what the manager says, then you're a little bit like, well, at least he's seeing that there is a failing there.
1: Yeah, it's like when, when and, you, and said... that you
0: have You have faith that he can identify that and address it moving forward. Yeah. Whereas if he's like, well, I thought that was okay and we did enough to win the game, it's mm.
1: like, what are you watching? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, anyway, right, last thing massive thanks to Tiger Base because we always use their website to get all our details on this. Uh, if you go first, Rich, what's your This Week in Whole City history for us to finish off? This week. This week. I this week. Been mostly reading. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Love a fascia reference. the City programmes. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week in Hull City history, we're going back to uh, 2002. Ooh. Friday 22nd of February 2002 uh, and Hull City played Macclesfield Town in uh, the third division
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we lost.
1: Fuckers. <laughs> I hate Macclesfield. We lost
0: at home on a Friday night to Macclesfield 1-0 mm. uh, and it's significant game because it was also Brian Little's last game in charge of City. That's right. Because uh, he was Unceremoniously sacked not long afterwards.
1: It was. By Adam Pearson. Mm. Um, Remember when you had owners, at sack managers?
0: Yeah. <laughs> sack managers whose whose side were sitting in the playoff positions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Pearson himself has admitted since that it yeah, was a he... mistake to get rid of Little and that he thought he would have taken us off. Yeah. Um, I've got in front of me, I've got the programme from that Macclesfield game in front of me. Mm. Um, because I've had them all out. Uh, my mum's recently moved house, so they've they've come out of the lot of it. Um, and before that game, before we lost to Macclesfield, we were fifth. Yeah. Um, the next program that I have is the game against Mansfield Town on fifth of March two thousand two. Yeah. Uh, Billy Russell was in caretaker charge and Weed. After Little had gone, we we went to Swansea and, and lost one 0 Um. But even two back-to-back 1-0 defeats taken into account, we were sixth um, and a point um, ahead of Shrewsbury. Sorry, we were seventh and a point ahead of Shrewsbury, who were eighth, with a game in hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) And and we still got rid of the manager. Um, And you look at um, Adam Pearson's uh, programme notes from that, that Mansfield program. It's just some um just some points out of it. He says, uh, genuinely believe that Brian Little and I will be a tandem or will be together for a number of years in tandem, resurrecting the status of all city. However, it was not to be, and we did at least part amicably and without losing respect for each other's opinions.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um he says to rebuild a potentially huge club like Hull City and establish them at the superb new stadium is a challenge which will attract the very best, <laughs> Jan Mulby. <laughs> it is my job to ensure the right man is selected and that is why I will not be rushed into a decision. Um, of course we did go on to a point Jan Mulby and that didn't go very well. It didn't it didn't, um, did it? of course. But well, at least he signed Ask no. me
1: From- yeah, Ashby Stewart, Elliott Stewart, Green. Sa- he signed. Uh, Greg he Trump. signed. Yeah, Craig Strong, fucking up. <laughs> signed <laughs> some crackers in there and some fucking awful ones as well. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's, that's
0: this week in in or at least my this week in Hull City history. I'll just give you the team very quickly yeah, go. before go. we move on to yours. Yeah. Um, oh, I would if I had the right web page up. Bear with me one second, Here there we go. go. Uh, team that night was Paul Musselwhite. Mike Edwards, Jason Van Blair, who I have a funny story about, Um, Matthew Wicks, bloody hell, Matt Wicks, Uh, Justin Whittle, Mark Greaves, Ryan Williams, who was sent off, Uh, Laurie Dudfield, Gary Alexander, um, the sideways passing extraordinaire Richard (laughs) Schneekers, David Beresford. uh, Subs brought on that night were Neil Roberts and Theo Whitmore. Theo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Quick story about Jason Van Blair. Um, he was a loney from Australia, mm-hmm. and not long before this Macclesfield game, we played Torquay away on the sixteenth of February. Right, we went we went down with my dad, uh, and I can remember we got there before kickoff, so we saw or before the players arrived. Oh right, we were waiting outside the away end at Plainmoor as all the players walked in and my dad got it into his head that because we were on a bit of a tricky run all the players kind of looked a bit down bait and you know they didn't look like they were getting promoted or whatever and he was like going come on fellas we're going up it's like trying to g them up get them motivated <laughs> like what they must have been thinking for fuck's sake who's this <laughs> Jason Van Blair yeah. <laughs> Bla- walked in and my dad goes come on Jason let's put another Rue burger on the barbie <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at him, mate. Like, Who the fuck are you? Fuck are you on?
1: <laughs> classic, classic Chris. Yeah, mad as a box of flops. brilliant. <laughs> Love that. I'll talk to him at his level, lads. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll get this because he's Australian and kangaroos and barbecues are their thing. <laughs> What's the good word, mate? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Powbody's nerfed in Australia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great stuff. Uh thanks for that story. That's cheered me up. <laughs> so we don't have to go long. Uh back in time for mine. Um I thought it was fairly topical and actually it's ironic because obviously we lost last game one nil. Your game was a one nil loss, and so was this. Um Barnsley. Should we have sacked the manager after the one 0 loss as well? Well, um Barnsley, one nil. Um which was a year ago today, at home, ten thousand two hundred and seventy-two saw a dreadful game, um, in which we were well and truly just out and outplayed by a team that looked like they were dead and buried, and end up staying up instead of us. So, um, yeah, because they were bottom of the league going into they snow, were, weren't they? and then they had the great escape, and now they're pushing their playoffs. It was a very yeah. remarkable turn of events for them, um, but. I remember that being a thoroughly depressing night. Um I don't did we have a shot on target? I don't remember one. Um it uh, three apparently. <laughs> the else more than we've had in the last game anyway against Ipswich but it's just yeah it, it kind of rem- this seems to be a theme of 1-0 losses particularly at home <laughs> at the minute. Um obviously we did that with M- with MK Dons <laughs> we did that um against Ipswich. Yeah. We did it against Shrewsbury earlier in the season as well. It's like a side scores, shuts up shop and we've got absolutely no chance. McCann's um, comments from that night are, uh, are
0: funny. What does he say? He says, the big thing for us is we've got to stay positive. Guys, <laughs> um, It's funny we looking need to make back sure, Yeah, you could splice this in for this week. We need to make sure we roll our sleeves up and meet this challenge head on. Mm. And There's no getting away from it. We've been disappointing over these last nine games and we're not making excuses. Uh, We just haven't been good enough. Tonight, we didn't threaten at all. We had a couple of half chances in the second half. And this is a bit. There's been so much negativity surrounding us for the last two to three months. The players need to block themselves from that and focus on the next game. That's our only target. Yeah,
1: That could have been yesterday. Could have been, couldn't it? Um... Yeah. The squad's very different. I just wanted to read the, the who played um, out to you and who was an unused sub because it doesn't tell me who came on. So it was uh, Longingo, McKenzie, Pennington, Device and Elder, uh, De Silva Lopez, Kevin Stewart, Marcus Madison, John Tyrrell, Jackson Irvine and Josh McGuinness. So, I mean, out of that list, you've still got McGuinness, uh, Elder, who played. Obviously, Long didn't play on Tuesday, didn't he? Um, so, we've yeah. got two surviving starters from last year, and then on the bench, yeah. unused subs was... Honeyman, Honeyman McLaughlin Sunderson. and Danielson all came on. Yeah, that was the used subs, but I don't have the unused, so I'm not sure who else was on there. Batty, Batty Ingram, Kingsley, Baller. No, but Baller. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So, there's lots changed in a year, but also, not much has changed. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay that's the same. it So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was uh, that was my thoroughly depressing week in whole City history. I'll promise to choose a, <laughs> choose one where we won last time, and then we can have a good reminisce yeah. of old uh, city times. But uh, yeah, good chat, mate. Yeah, enjoyed, enjoyed it. it as usual. Um, I'm not sure we really say- we said a lot without really saying. Much. Yeah, we did. But maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the definition of a good podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not for us to decide. Definitely not. So, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Obviously, up the Tigers forza for tomorrow, and then for the games that are coming up in the week. We have got what Rochdale Tuesday. Uh,
0: I was just about to look at the
1: fixtures of the back of this program, but it's from 2001 to two, so that wouldn't have been any yeah, good. unless you're going to hop <laughs> unless you're going to hop in your Delorean and cruise it to 88. <laughs> I think you're going to have a hard time with that one. Um, yeah
0: we've got Mansfield Town Scunthorpe Oxford Leighton Orient
1: <laughs> Darlington oh god Darlington <laughs> amazing right talk to you soon mate Up the Tigers thanks for listening thanks everyone thanks for listening see ya What's that
3: wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Fall I can't help falling in love with you. Like a river flows, show.